0: All right. Good morning, guys. What's up? David Villa here. Welcome to Game Changer. We're going to jump into some good discussion this morning and um, hope you guys are ready to have a good day. I am. I'm feeling it. And uh, as you can tell by the title, right? Get uncomfortable. I'm sorry. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. uncomfortable. And you like the way look, the un is capital there. You know what I mean? Un. I want to emphasize un. By the way, I looked up the word un. You know, you can actually look up the, the, what, what un means. Not the word, but what un means. And it it literally means reversal. It means reversal. So when you think about it for a second, you know, when you put the, the you know, you put the, the letters U in, right, un in front of something, you know, unimpressed, you know, unencumbered, right, uncomfortable, it's the removal. You're removing, <clears throat> when you're unencumbered, you're removing what, what, uh, what weighs you down. You're not, you're unencumbered by the facts. So you're not, you're not cumbered, right? You're not encumbered by the facts. You're not weighed down by the facts or unimpressed. You're removing, right? The, uh, you're, 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 you're removing impression, right? You're removing, Hey, you know, uh, you know I'm impressed i'm I'm unimpressed well I'm not comfortable I'm uncomfortable I know we know what it means but I just like to look up definitions you know yeah. the, look at the word it's a it is literally a reversal right so it's not just removing but it's almost like about face and going the other way so we're gonna get comfortable being uncomfortable right we're gonna we're gonna get comfortable right we're in having the reverse of comfort. And I know that stinks, right? I know that sounds like n- Dave, I, no, thank you. You know, what I mean, 2020 just got over and, you know, I, there was a lot of un- uncomfortableness going on and I've had my share, right? I've had my fill of being uncomfortable. So no, thank you. You know, I'm, I'm going to check back in next week, you know, uh, when we talk about something else, cause we're going to talk about this for a couple of days, but I think you are like it <clears throat> because, you know, we, there's this phrase, you know, we use, Um, you know, a lot in business or, you know, whatever life, um, you know, we use it and and actually it's used sometimes in in a positive way. And I'm gonna look it up. I got it on my notes here and it's comfort zone, right? We look up the word comfort zone page five or six. Yeah. Thank you. And we look up comfort zone and listen to this. So comfort zone is a psychological state in which things feel familiar to a person and they are at ease. And in control of their environment, experiencing low levels of anxiety and stress in this zone, a steady level of performance is possible. So let me just tell you that you know there's actually positive times for for comfort zone. There's actually there's actually a good. You know, he, he, you, you say it in this way. I mean, they, you know what, man? He, listen, man, Mike is. Look at Mike going. He's in his comfort zone right now, <clears throat> and I think that you know you can do some serious positive. You know damage in your comfort zone. You could do some really good stuff. However, however, you know, there's a difference in comfort zone and being comfortable. And uh, when you're in your comfort zone working, you know, the word zone in itself, I think, you know, um, changes that, you know, it, from being comfortable to being in your comfort zone the very fact that you're in a zone, what zone are you in? You know, I'm in my comfort zone of like what chilling out in my lazy boy relaxing. Well, you know, that's that's a restful time. And there's a place for that. Right. There's a place for that. Matter of fact, you have to rest. We talked the other day. If you don't I man, if you don't get some sort of rest, I mean look, I'm just gonna tell you your body will crash, ultimately your mind will crash. You need it. It's an, it's in, you know, you can say whatever you want, everybody be like, I get no sleep, or, ah, dah, dah, dah. I'm just the kind of person that doesn't need sleep. Well, that's bull. You have to have it to some degree. Maybe you need less than others, maybe you can, you know, you can function on less, but you do need it. <clears throat> and you need to unplug, you need vacations, you need those types of things, you need to recharge, you don't need to work eight days a week, or seven days a week, especially eight. (laughs) That would be really bad. So, comfort zone, right? But then let's look at that for a second. Comfort zone can also mean a good thing. It can mean, like, you know, I'm operating in this sweet spot, you know, where, you know, I am good. (laughs) I am effective. All right? So, I want to move it out of there. But what I want to talk about this morning is being uncomfortable. And I want to talk about it from the standpoint of getting comfortable, being uncomfortable. And what that means is, you know, give yourself, stretch yourself into some new zones. Give yourself the challenge of moving into and increasing and really establishing new zones. So let's look at for a second the word uncomfortable. Not feeling comfortable and pleasant or not making you feel comfortable and pleasant. Okay. So let me just say this all growth, right? We know this depends on activity. And and what I mean by that is I don't mean constantly doing something. It just means there's, you're active. You're, you're not, you're not stagnant. That's where growth comes. Growth comes in. uh, It depends on activity, right? And now there's a time, you know, I'm working out right now. And you know, when you grow your muscles, you know, you, you lift and it, it tears your muscles and it, and it works your muscles. And then you rest those muscles so that they can recover and then that's part of the growth process. So, but you're still active because I'm going to tell you before I started working out, I was resting my muscles every day. <laughs> you get it? You know what I'm saying? I was resting them every day, but I, but there's a different thing. So I'm resting them for a period of time, which is part of the zone. It's part of the zone. You guys follow me? It's part of the workout zone. Right. It's part of the, it's part of the zone that I'm in. And so it's uncomfortable, but it's still activity with inside the zone. It's going to get deep. It's going to get shallow. And it's going to get deep. And it's, going to get <laughs> deep and it's going to get wavy. Just go, let's just go with me a little bit. Right. Just kind of bear with me a little bit here. All right. So there's no development physically, intellectually, you know, emotionally, spiritually. There's no development without effort. And effort means work. Right. I mean, so comfort can lead to, you know, to boredom. Comfort can lead to discontent. Comfort can lead to self-absorption. Comfort can, you know, lead to these things. I mean, and, you know, listen, we all know what these things feel like, right? we know when we're bored. I mean, 2020, I think, you know, uh, was a year where there was a lot of boredom. And, you know, um, whether you liked it or not, you might have felt uncomfortable emotionally, but you were comfortable possibly physically. You may felt uncomfortable physically, but you possibly could have been comfortable spiritually. There could have been pieces of what 2020 allowed that was comfortable. Because you know what? <clears throat> well, I can just coast through this eventually when you kind of like, okay, what's going on. And it kind of, sh- sh- you know, settled down. There were people that said, you know what, you know, I mean, I can live through this, you know, the, okay, I got this, this unemployment coming in. I got this coming in, or whatever it is, or I got this situation going on. So I'm just going to kind of like fly under the radar a little bit. And, um, I get that thinking, but that's comfort, but it can also bring boredom. It can bring discontent, right? So you can either be comfortable, And stagnant or stretch yourself, become uncomfortable and grow. I'm going to say that again. You can, you can choose to be comfortable and stagnant or you can stretch yourself, which sucks. It doesn't feel good momentarily. It's it, you, you think about quitting, you think about stopping, you think about not doing it. You think about stopping (laughs) and you can stretch yourself, become uncomfortable and grow. So I would say it's not our first inclination, right, to get uncomfortable. I think this, let me just say it this way, it's in our DNA to survive and be comfortable. <laughs> what oh, do you guys yeah. say?
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, kind of to, you know, I'll talk about it, you know, obviously I I reference a lot of the things I say about myself. Um, my comfort zone is playing drums. Mm-hmm. That's where I live and breathe. Um that's where you could put me in front of a crowd of 20,000 people and tell me to tell you my testimony and I'd freeze. Right. You can tell me to go play drums in front of 20,000 people. Mm -hmm. I could do it in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. But, and you said, you know, getting uncomfortable sometimes is what stretches you. You know, when I stepped out from playing drums, that was my comfort zone. But when I started stepping into other areas, it stretched me. It began to make me realize there are other areas that I'm not only that I'm good at, but that Mm -hmm. I can serve in. That also feel just as fulfilling, <clears throat> if not more fulfilling than, you know, just doing that. Right. And there's even in, in, you talked about, you know, boredom in your comfort zone. It's, there's another word for it. And I've experienced it throughout my life. It's burnout. When you constantly are doing the same thing, when you're stagnant, when you're living in that comfort zone and you're not challenging yourself, you get burnout because it just, you really are bored. You're burnt out from doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. And burnout is a very, very hard thing to go
0: through. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a great topic. And I don't want to, I don't want, I want to take our time because we're going to talk about this for the next couple of days. We're going to break this in through Friday. So we'll do three days on this. So just like any other thing that we've done, if you've been listening to us, you know, this or, you know, we'll take this and break it down. So I want to slow down because I don't want to unpack this too fast. I don't want to get, try to get through everything at one time because there's a lot here. There's a lot of reasons. And I think that this is the one thing that I, I've been disappointed about. You know, when I listen to um, have in the past listened to um, you know gurus, you know, or like, you know, know-it-alls I like to call them. People that, you know, that that act like, you know, that you know they are successful and they try to, you know, they're they, they they've done some stuff and so they want to tell people about it, but they don't give the solutions. You know, it's always bothered me. You go to a workshop and you go the workshop is like how to do this and you leave and you're going okay, all I found out was that you need to do that and not how to do it. You know, there's there's very few people, and I don't know if they don't know how. You know, I don't know if there's a lot of people that just you know that are that are you know that just don't know how to articulate it. They don't give away the secret sauce. I just don't know, but I'm going to tell you, we're going to try to break down the reasons because if you're like me, I have to know. I want to know why. I want to know how. And here's the crazy thing: you go, well, somebody some Christians will say, well, well, don't ask why, just trust God. Well, that's not true because the only question that Jesus asked on the cross was why the only question, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm -hmm. He didn't, he he said, why (laughs) look? So the, so the why question is okay. So I think, um, I don't think anybody set out for uncomfort to be uncomfortable, but at the same time, I don't think anybody set out for boredom. I don't think anybody set out for stagnant. I don't think anybody set out for, you know, discontent or self-absorption. I don't think any of those things. And I think, you know, the, what's the other thing you said that could happen? Burnout. Burnout. I don't think anybody set out and said, you know what? I want to start this business to get burned out. I want to, you know, I want to serve here to get burned out. I don't think anybody did that. Matter of fact, I think every one of you and every person that, 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 that's listening set out to make it. Okay. And set out for the reasons that are all good. <clears throat> However, there's many, many reasons for being comfortable and not being uncomfortable and stretching ourselves. And I think procrastination is one of them you know, I think, um, you know, I'm listening, you know, thinking about things, uh, you know, outside of personal for a second, let's look at like business. Let's look at like, you know, listening to you guys in here. So when you were saying that, you know, you were, you've worked for me, um, you know, Seven seven years, seven years. Okay. So I think, you know, when I hear that, you know, I know that you have a ministry side, and I know there's a lot of that that applies there. But then I think, okay, and I think this while you're talking, I think, okay, well, you know, um, he works for me. You know, it's, is there times where where he's not challenged, where it's just mundane, where he does the same thing? You know, I'm starting to apply that to like, you know, it, do I contribute to that? And here's the thing. And then yes, and then you know, then I think about then I immediately my mind like think Ezra, and then Sam's too new; he doesn't care, and he can't speak Spanish. So you know what? Till he speaks Spanish as a Puerto Rican, you know, he doesn't have a say. So. Full, get uncomfortable
1: get uncomfortable salmon that's learn right spanish. sam
0: i will invest in rosetta stone for you you are <laughs> full-fledged puerto rican you were you lived in puerto rico and you know what your ancestors say speak spanish <laughs> learn spanish <laughs> i know more <laughs> so and i'm cubans so i should but anyway so back to the reality here <clears throat> so i thought of ezra i thought you know i thought about th- that what you said and so here's the reason so a company if you're watching leaders A minister, if you're watching pastors, if you're watching and you run something, you run a family, you run whatever it is you run. Procrastination is something you must deal with because we do we get caught up as leaders. We have a vision. And, you know, I know the vision I have is big, but there's only so many hours in a day, you know. And then, you know, hey, David, that used to be a workaholic, you know, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, working until 10 o'clock at night and I'm talking about not doing something at home or kind of messing around a little bit. I'm talking about being in the office from bell to bell. First one there, last one to leave. Listen, and I'm telling you, it you know, that's that's not a healthy work life balance. So so I can't work more hours because hey, God convicted me and showed me 12 years ago that that wasn't the right thing. I need to invest in my family, I need to invest in my children. Uh, I need to invest into, you know, to my life, to my health, to my to myself. And, uh, so that's not the answer. So what do you do? There's only so many hours. So then your vision that, you know, will challenge people around you for a leader is hard because you are busy doing things. And before you know it, it's four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Whoa, the day's gone and we didn't get to this. And we didn't talk about this. And I haven't had a leadership meeting in a while. So it's listen, procrastination, procrastination, comfort, comfort, Comfort can, let me, can I say this? You can write this down. Maybe you can type this in. This is going to be off the cuff, so I don't know how it's going to sound. Hopefully it makes sense. You know comfort, being comfortable can be, can make you uncomfortable. Being too comfortable, (laughs) you spelled comfortable wrong, for too long brings discomfort. Do you guys get that? I'm going to say it one more time. Does it make sense to you? Being too comfortable for too long brings discomfort. Let me explain to you. So if I don't deal with comfort, I want it, I'm not happy, that it's not happening, but it's happening and there's comfort within an organization within your life. So if in, 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 in let's say procrastination, not managing time effectively, which are things I could deal with. I could struggle with being too comfortable for too long will bring discomfort because you'll become discomfort, uncomfortable because you remain comfortable too long. Does that make sense? All of a sudden, you're not, you're not happy. You're not a progressing. you the vision that God placed on your heart. And by the way, January is usually a good month where people start to reflect on that. They start to look back and they start to say, okay, now, man, let me tell you something. These are the things that really I didn't do. When you begin to fast, you begin to go, go to the Lord and you begin to pray. You begin to seek God. You begin to, he begins to show you because you open yourself up to that transparency of his light that shines in. And he doesn't like beat it over your head and go, look at this, look at this. He begins to show you and you begin to come convicted. Why? Because you're too comfortable for too long and it brings discomfort. Does that make sense to anyone? If you can relate to what that statement right there, please. So that it doesn't. So I don't think I'm crazy because that may not make sense to, uh, to everybody. If that makes sense to you, give me some hearts. <laughs> give me some likes. There
1: was, a, there was a question that came in, but I'll throw yeah. something in there too. There's a difference between discomfort and being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Discomfort is typically associated with pain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after a workout, like you, you and I have talked about a lot since mm-hmm. the start of the new year, you're going to feel discomfort in those muscles. You're going to feel pain. Uncomfortable right. just means you don't feel comfortable. Like you don't feel normal. You're, you're kind of breaking out of that mold. So there is a difference between that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope I'm saying her name right. Kayla Williams jumped in. She wants to know what do you do when you come into a company that is comfortable or unwilling to change when change is needed to grow?
0: Wow, a great question.
1: Um And I know you didn't want to unpack things too quickly, no, no. but I didn't no, I think this it is, kind of lines in right with what you were well, talking about. Well this is about. the
0: definition of not unpacking things too quickly because as we get questions in for the next three days, it's gonna expand and all these notes are right here, guys, these notes that I where is it at right there? These notes that I prepared and went through, <laughs> these are just, these are just the template of, so we can kind of just move through the next three days. So that's a great question, Kayla. And you know what? Um, I know, and I know that, uh, the faithful, you know, few that are on Facebook live every day that weigh in, I know that you're probably going to get some answers for, for, from some of them as well. And I welcome that. Um, I'm going to tell you, Hey, let me just say this and I, and I don't know you, but, um, based on that, comment I want to commend you for you know it's sounding like that you have it in the right order first of all because you're you're not talking bad about a company you're you're asking what to do you're not just going you know well you know what I'm throwing hands up and you know they they do this wrong and that wrong and this wrong so you're it sounds like you got it in the right order that you know what I'm working for this company I'm submitting myself to the leadership there but really this is what needs to happen and what do I do about it um you know Mike I've had that happen with. Um, you know, minist- ministries I've been a part of in the past. It's been a long time. Um, I've had that happen with um, people that worked for me. It's been a long time since I've worked for somebody. But people that have worked for me, um, you know, divisions <clears throat> that um, I've started and people that ran certain divisions. So my theory on this, my opinion is, you know, you, um, in, depending on what position you're in, you know, um, if you're in a position where you are part of a leadership team and there's a voice there and there's a voice for you, and there's collaboration, then I would say, you know, be bold, because I'm going to tell you that if, if by chance God's placed you in that organization, and again, if you have a voice, and this is if you have a voice, we'll get to if not in a minute, if you have a voice and if you are in a leadership position, but however, there could be other people that are surrounding, maybe that have been there longer, that have a voice as well, and they are the ones that possibly don't want to bring change. But, but there's this person at the top, so to speak, that, that you know, there's still hope for then God could have placed you in that leadership circle for this particular reason. So I would encourage you, if you do have a voice, to speak it. Speak it in love, but speak it in truth. Because if they're the right CEO, if they're the right leader, if they're the right person, I know me, for instance. um, And I've I've had to have this taught to me by the Lord, and I've had to have this worked in me, because this is not by nature. We don't like to be challenged by nature, and there's a way to do it. But if you come to me, and if you say sincerely. And I know your heart is to help something. Even if I don't like it, even if you're telling me my baby is ugly, you get it. Even if you're saying, I don't think this is working, I don't want to hear it, but I probably already know it. I probably already feel it. And I just don't want to kill it. I just don't want to stop it. So what do you do? So I think that if you have a voice, I think that you speak it. Now, if you don't have a voice, you know, and, um, and there's no chance really for you to have a voice. You know, I I would say (laughs) that, and this might be harder than it seems. I don't know what you do. Um, I think that, um, I think that that answer to that question is go somewhere else, but don't just leave, you know, find a job or whatever, pray about it. I think that God will open up a door for you for the right situation because listen, I'm going to tell you the right type of leader wants somebody on board like you. Because look, I'm going to tell you right now, another thing, and and I'll let you, Kayla, segue us into a point that, uh, that, that wasn't on my notes, but I'll bring it up. Procrastination was one thing that can keep me from growing. Another thing to keep from growing is not having some key people in place that will catch the vision like Habakkuk says. Habakkuk, too, says, write the vision, make it plain, so that those who see it will pick it up and run with it. And so when you write the vision, that's the leadership's job. Write the vision is not just have the vision or talk about the vision, but write it down. I'm having a leadership meeting on Monday, write it down, make it plain. So you gotta speak it as a leader and you gotta kill procrastination. However, if you do that and you have a vision and you speak it, you do need people that are willing to pick up the vision, see it first, pick it up and then run with it. So you sound like one of those individuals that I'd love to have be part of my organization. <laughs> you know, and and so you know, and if that's the case, then you can bring change somewhere else. Sometimes you can't. You can't bring it where you are. So those—that's my p- opinion, it just on two two levels. It just really depends on the, um, the w- what position you're in and what uh, what leeway you have there. There was uh, a,
1: <clears throat> and this is you know, there's you know, the, it's not the same in business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was with a church, and every Sunday before we went up on stage, we had twenty minutes of prayer, typically. You know, we would put music on and everybody, you know, would pray. Then we'd come together, pray. And then we'd pretty much walk up on stage. And that to me was a very sacred time because that was my time to get anything in my head and in my heart out Mm -hmm. before I walked up to help, you know, lead the congregation. Right. Again, I know this is not the direct comparison to a business, but a lot of people never really took it seriously. And it Mm -hmm. bugged me. Right. And my first step was I went to my leader and I said, look, you know, this is this time sacred. Like this is time where people need to not only reflect, but pray. This is, you know, we're getting ready to walk up. We have hundreds of people coming in here and we're supposed to be leading them, you know, to God in the Mm -hmm. presence of God. And we need to be right. Right. And it never really changed. Nobody really took it seriously. Everybody kind of talked through it and whatever. So I finally started just walking out of the room and going to my own place. Mm -hmm. And I finally got noticed by my leader. And he goes, why do you walk out? And I'm like, because I told you I have to have that time to get right. Mm -hmm. And if everybody's going to talk, I'm going to go somewhere else quiet where I can do it. And within the next probably month or so, I started noticing people were kind of just, they were talking less, they were mm-hmm. talking less. And it started becoming much more about what it was supposed to be about. And sometimes sometimes you just have to, you know, kind of spark that change. You mm-hmm. kind of have to do something, not necessarily in a negative way. You don't have to rebel, which is one of my first cues anytime I'm dealing with leadership as I just want to rebel. Um, sometimes you just have to be a little bit of an example for other people to see like, oh, this does make a difference.
0: You handled it. That's right. a great, that great story to, to point to, bring in uh, line up with what we're talking about for with Kayla Williams. Um, you know, it, it's a it's a beautiful scenario because you know the leader there probably. See, here's the thing that perfectly perfectly proved my point in that the leader. W- no, knew what was going on, and sometimes you have a leader that's inexperienced, or sometimes you have a leader that is that is weak in leadership. And what I mean by that is inexperienced and weak, weak. Not not a weak person, but just maybe ignorant. You know, they're 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 naive or they're new in leadership. They need to increase their leadership capacity because if you do this, you realize that w- well, one of the one of the temptations of a leader, and I don't want to get too far off. One of the temptations of a leader that you need to deal with, and I dealt with this uh, about ten years ago, is the the uh, you want everyone to like you. And you know, and so you would fire somebody. I would fire people, you know, after a period of time, and I and then they they would. Why did I get fired? Well, this is why. Well, I didn't really know that that I was doing that wrong or that you wanted me to do that. So you you kind of have to, and it's still a temptation. I have to have to fight, but you got to tell people, you got to tell people what you expect, and you you and you can't and and um, you know and give them a chance because. So I think that the leader wanted something different. He. Probably, or she knew that there was you know, the need for this, and maybe they didn't know how to to corral the people. You know, maybe they were just wanting to be liked, and they didn't want to seem like a you know, st- you know, st- stuffy or whatever. And then when you walked out, there was noticed, hey, what's going on? And then here's the thing, even that's another, I guess, another example, Kayla. So if you don't have a voice, and and you're in, and you know, maybe in addition to those two scenarios, if you if you feel led to make a statement in some capacity that might get the leader to notice you. And then they go, why did you do that? And then they've given you permission now, even if you don't have a seat at the table, they brought you to the table to speak. That's another a perfect example of that. So then, hey, why did you do this? Guess what? I gave permission for Mike to tell me. Mike told me in love, this is what I need to do. And, it, and through conviction and through possibly confirmation, then that person goes back and begins to affect change. So you can do it. You know, but ultimately if, you know, you have to be prepared possibly that it's the wrong place. And you also, you also have to
1: be careful because I've, I've, if you do it from a place of love, it's always going to come out with the right outcome. I've done it it from a place of, you know, I've walked into rehearsals before and it feels like I'm the only one prepared for what we're supposed to be doing. And I've, I've literally called people out in front of everybody. And I've, you know, been talked to by my leadership because that's not the right way to handle things. So Mm -hmm. be, you know. Doing it from a place of love, doing it from a place of respect is always going to get a better result than doing it from a place of anger. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it seems very simple, but, you know, sometimes anger can get the best of you and you just have to take a moment, step back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. And so um, as we as we wrap up again, we're going to talk about this for the next couple of days. I've got some scriptures to give you over the next couple of days. We're going to talk about um, what's on the other side of discomfort in the next couple of days. We're going to talk about change in the next couple of days, because you can't, you can't effectively be uncomfortable without changing. We're going to talk about, um, you know, what change is. We're going to talk about comfort zones a little more. We're going to talk about, um, you know, what it means when you're uncomfortable, and then we're going to give you scripture in this process as well and weave that in. So we're going to talk about a lot of things. So it's going to be really good <clears throat> now through Friday. So to kind of wrap today up, to kind of leave it into segueing into, to, to the next, uh, next cast, you know, you, you may find yourself, you know, um, wanting to quit, you know, a number of times. I mean, and, and that's natural, by the way, you know, here's the thing, wanting to quit, don't beat yourself up. You know, if you want to quit and don't quit, you didn't quit, you know, and I'm going to say something that is is interesting that might give you, it, this is like the big picture for those of you that like the big picture and you like to see the big picture. Let me give you the ultimate big picture. It's impossible to fail if you don't quit. And then a little bit, we're going to talk about tomorrow, there's no such thing as failure, and that kind of goes in with it as well as we talk about being uncomfortable. So you may find yourself wanting to quit a number of times because you know, you're scared of the discomfort, and that's, that's, that's understandable. You're scared of the discomfort. And, and you know, that comes with stretching yourself in a new and different direction. But growth is a choice. So you can choose to grow in yourself as a person, or you can choose not to grow. No one's holding you back except yourself and possibly your fear of getting uncomfortable.
2: Yes, sir. Can I say one thing yeah, real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> I, <think that's, laughs> uh, I know it's, uh, we've kind of like begun to wrap up and everything, mm-hmm. but it was something that I was kind of making sure that I understood what I was saying before I just started shouting words out that didn't make any sense. <laughs> right, right. Um, but I think what I've found to be most important, because obviously like, I tend to think fairly outside of the box, mm-hmm. um, and try to find ways that we can try to be different here in our company. Mm-hmm. Um, on my side of things, especially because I run a lot of the media design and things that kind of represent the face of what we are, right. and so a lot of times, of course, my instinct is to, you know, do what I want to do, which can be a little bit too off the cuff, and right. too off Edgy. of, yeah, it's just a like, little but bit Like, why too is that 48-year-old guy doing <laughs> that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but What's I you think... think one thing that I had to understand is is that I'm no longer thinking for myself that I'm thinking for leaders so we may look at a company and say like oh you know they don't want to listen to me and they you know they're too uncomfortable and you know they don't want to be the same comfort that I am look at what they're hindrances look at why that they're doing that you know why is it that your idea might be too far-fetched for what i know you might think it looks great and Mm -hmm. it looks cool and whatever but is it appropriate Mm -hmm. is it something that they're willing to take that risk as you know they have people more than just themselves to look at whereas you're just looking at your job and saying this is what i was hired to do Well, you were hired to work for someone to help them instead of help yourself and as it's much good, as, as, yeah, you want to help yourself too, and you want to benefit from things, don't, you know, don't hurt yourself in the process, but be aware of what your leadership and what that person that you see as being, you know, uncomfortable or in discomfort. Why are they doing that? Identify that and try to adapt what you want to do to what they want
0: to do. That's good, man. That's good stuff. Right that's deep. Come on. Ezra just mic dropped at the end there. <clears throat> hey, buddy. That's, that's good stuff. Well, I, uh, you know, as we wrap up today, man, I, I really do appreciate you guys and make sure you check it out tomorrow. We're going to get into why we need to get comfortable being uncomfortable and a little bit tomorrow is on the other side of discomfort is that person that God created you to be. That's what we're going to get into tomorrow. On the other side of discomfort is that person that God created you to be. All right. So, Hey, scripture before Mike leaves a song, one scripture here. Regarding what we're talking about is a scripture you're familiar with, 19, uh, Matthew 19:26. And uh, so let me just say this. First of all, you, you with God are unstoppable. And nothing is impossible with him, right? Nothing is impossible. So you and God, you plus God, unstoppable. And so Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible. With God, everything is impossible. If that is not the ultimate definition of uncomfortable, I don't know what is. Jesus looked at them and said, hey, humanly. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, Jesus. I am a human. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that, you know, you are divine and you're, you know, you got in and, and man, I'm a human, but you're telling me humanly speaking, it's impossible. But what God is possible. That my friend is the premise and the basis of all of our discomfort right there. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. Don't miss tomorrow. Song Song of the day today is always Will from Hillsong. It's actually
1: an older song this morning. I woke up super late and uh, felt like I was going to get a really drag on my day. and I needed something more uplifting. Check it out. It's always worth a listen to. Hope you guys
0: have a great day. Yeah, we'll yeah. hey, out. also we have to, we'll, we'll post the, uh, we also have put some playlists together, let's put a playlist together for uh, Daily Diva maybe in okay. the next couple of days and we'll post it, maybe we'll put a playlist together and not just do a song but one day put a Spotify playlist that we put especially together for you guys, how would you guys like that? do that on Mondays, if you, huh? We'll do that on Mondays Yeah, if you'd like us to put together a playlist that could help you, uh, you know, some things that we listen to here to keep us uh Keep, Keep us, us moving on point
1: And stuff like that Then uh, let us
0: know If you'd like that
1: Songs that are helping Any of us go through anything Yeah we could definitely do that hey, Amen Hey by the way This
0: uncomfortable thing I wrote down Just one thing Just I, I'll tell you this Because I want you to know How important it is to me I was up really late last night These are the front page Of my notes You see this section right here so uncomfortable <clears throat> is now something that I've shifted some things on. I thought about this last night because we're going to get uncomfortable. So number one, we were in the middle of writing our next U version devotion. I think we already have three of the five pages done, and it was, and we still will do this called out the gate, <laughs> out of the gate. Um, you know, hence beginning of the year. Again, great devotion. We're stopping that. Brett doesn't even know that today, and we're going to write one on uncomfortable. So we're doing or, or get comfortable being uncomfortable. We're going to probably just uncomfortable, but it's going to be, that's going to be the next devotion. We're writing it number two for uncomfortable. It's the word for this company for 2021 first quarter. I will be announcing it in my Monday leadership meeting. Mike, you're the only leader that uh, unless they're listening to the podcast is going to hear this in advance, but I'm going to ask a question. So don't give away the answer. What would make you anxious? In your division, what would make you what what in your division? What would make you freak out? And I'm going to go around the table when they answer that question. That's what we're doing because we're getting uncomfortable. Okay, that's the word for the company. Um, it's going to be the word I'm going to start teaching and faith-based selling for the sales team. So I'm going to bring it into the sales perspective. Uncomfortable. We're talking about it for the next three days here on the podcast. We're going to make a new shirt. I'm going to have Pierre design today. Something to do with uncomfortable. Probably tie in the scripture. Um, uh, one of two scriptures. Uh, well, anyway, um, one of two scriptures. Uh, let me give them to you really quick because I did this last night. I just want you guys to know this because I think this is important stuff. Um, and when he
1: says he was up late, it was eleven twenty when he sent me the email, the first email with notes. <laughs> yeah, I saw it go off.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was. Uh, it was late. It was. Up, I was up later than that, but that was. It. So the scripture Hebrew. This could be one of them. Hebrews twelve eleven. For the moment of discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. That's the message version, or that's Hebrews 12:11. Also, another one would be um, Isaiah 26:3. Uh, 20, uh, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. Um, well, anyway, that, that, so Hebrews 12:11 is the verse we're probably going to go with. So we're going to put that on a sh- uh, the, just the reference, Hebrews 12:11, the real small on the shirt, but we're going to do an uncomfortable design. Faith gear, and then I'm writing a bite-sized book. That's going to be our new bite-sized book. So I'm really serious about this uncomfortable thing, and hopefully you guys uh, can get on board with it. Let's do it.